Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those, I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Welcome to another Arsblog Arscast, right here on arsblog.oleole.com. Welcome to a new show. I'm going to try something new this week. I'm going to try and do it all in one take, like that Steadicam shot from Goodfellas. You know where they go along through the kitchen in six minutes and it's all in one take job. It's going to be like that, except Arscast form. No editing, no um, chopping bits out, no making mistakes and going back over them. Which, now that I think about it, People will be sitting there listening. You know, he actually edits that crap that he puts out on a Friday. That goes through some kind of uh, vetting process. It's making me look bad. So, um, yeah, but we we have no arse cast, no arse chat. See, I could have I could have uh, taken that out, redone that whole bit there. There'll be no arse chat this week because um, we uh, we don't have any guests. Basically, everyone's gone. People are gone away for Easter or unavailable. And well, I did only ask about three people. Okay, one person. But I only got back from Spain on Wednesday night. I just didn't have time. What can I tell you? Uh, And as you might hear from my voice, it's slightly gone or going. Anyway, so there is no arse chat this week. Um, Nevertheless, we will be covering the game against Man City last week, uh, the Villarreal game in midweek. Uh, Also, we'll be looking ahead to the Wigan game tomorrow and the Villarreal game next week. So plenty to get on with, uh, as well as that. We've got some uh, news. Um, George is here with the tale of the unexpected. The man in the bar is in there somewhere. We've got some late night TV discussion and all kinds of bits and pieces going on on this uh, twitchy, twitchy Arscast. So uh, since the last Arscast and this one, well, last Saturday, we welcomed back uh, Emmanuel Adibayor. We also welcomed back Sesc Fabregas and Theo Walcott, which was good. And they all made um, good contributions to our win over Manchester City. Uh, Theo will address him first. I thought he looked uh, positive, dynamic, strong, and took a right kicking. And uh, hopefully, 
Uh, that, that kind of thing, Arsenal talking about him being a marked man, but that kind of thing is going to toughen him up, isn't it? He's going to make him learn to get out of the way of horrible Argentinian fullbacks. You know, you've got to learn your lessons when they come along. But obviously, Fabregas and Adibayor were the two that made uh, the big difference to things uh, last Saturday. Uh, both goals scored by Adibayor and with both assists from Fabregas. The first from a free kick and the second little ball dinked over the top. And Adibayor did very, very, very well to, uh, uh, to get it past the keeper and in. So two good goals. And uh, you, you, you sense a certain something about Adibayor that perhaps... Somebody might just have had a little quiet word in his ear about, you know, when he comes back, he's going to have to, you know, do a bit more and work a bit harder. And, you know, earlier in the season, he wasn't necessarily doing that. And, you know, now that we have Arshavin up there and Eduardo up there and Van Persie up there, despite the fact that they're injured all the time, those two, but, you know, they're they're there. And Bentner's there. You know, there's this competition now for places. And um, if competition for places and, and players being a little bit more motivated results in what we've got from Adi Bayor in the last two games, well, it's uh, I don't think anybody can complain, can they? I can't remember the word I was going to use there. You see, now, normally, I would have gone back and edited that and said it was a... And then just redone that whole bit. But it's, uh, it's good evidence. Evidence, is that the right word? That motivation and, and, and competition for places is a positive thing in the most part, provided you have players that react to that. You might have some players that go, oh, there's too many players here. I'm off. I'm leaving. Thank you very much. So 2-0 over Manchester City, and the second half in particular uh, was quite, quite dominant for Arsenal. Uh, the first half, they did have a few chances, but, you know, they've got Mark Hughes, who is a cunt, and they've got Craig Bellamy, who is a cunt, and your lad Zabaleta, the Argentinian fullback, the one who gave Theo a going over, I'm beginning to think he's a bit of a cunt as well. He could be one of those guys, if he sticks around long enough, could be a proper cunt. Right up there with Craig Bellamy. I know it's hard. Right up there with Mark Hughes. It's hard to think that, you know, in a short space of time, he could reach that kind of level. But I suspect he's got that that sort of potential. So uh, 2-0, uh, three points, and of course, Everything went sort of our way on, on Sunday when it came to the game involving Aston Villa. They were 2-0 up. And you're thinking, oh, I don't know about this. Was it 2-0 or 2-1? I think it was 2-1. Yeah, it was 2-1 because Ronaldo scored first. Then they went 2-1 up and you're thinking, oh. I, even though it was mathematically still possible and is probably mathematically still possible, um, winning the league is out of reach for us this season. We have to be realistic about that. So... My whole thinking on it was, right, well, United winning it, or Chelsea winning it, or Liverpool winning it, whatever. They're all fucking, they're all cunts, right? They all are. So I'm not interested in Aston Villa doing well or helping anybody else out. I know the mug smasher might not like me for saying this, but I wanted Manchester United to at least get a draw out of that game because uh, that gives us a six-point lead over Aston Villa. And that makes our life easier. I don't really care about making anyone else's life easier. I want us to finish at least in the top four. Um, so if we've got a little bit of breathing space, so a mistake that's made along the way doesn't really cost us that much, well then, I think uh, I think that's what we've got to be more concerned with at this time. So uh, United scoring a late, late winner was no good for the mug smasher and Liverpool's ambitions of lifting the title for the first time in, how was it, 70, 80 years, something like that. Um, it didn't do him much good, but to us, it meant that the weekend was good. It means we now have a six-point gap over Aston Villa, and um, when you consider where we were just a few weeks ago, 
that's potentially a 14-point turnaround in, in less than a month, something like that? Is it? Can't quite remember the time frame, maybe a little bit more. But from a, a time when we were sitting eight points, potentially eight points behind Villa, we're now six ahead. So um, while our form has been excellent and consistent, Villa's collapse has been rather uh, dramatic and enjoyable from our point of view. I've got friends who are Villa fans as well. So it's, uh, yeah, this is quite enjoyable, I have to say. So then we went to Spain and I went to Spain uh, in midweek and had a fantastic trip away. Flew into Barcelona, uh, stayed with some friends, drove down with some of the uh, the Arsblog boys uh, through torrential, horrendous rain on the way down. It was really not Spanish at all. It was um, quite Irish, the weather, you have to say. And we got to the hotel in Valencia and it rained and thundered and lightninged and um, it looked like we were in for a very, very wet night. Well, by the time we were leaving the hotel, uh, it had all sort of calmed down. Got the train up to Villarreal, uh, wandered through the town, uh, had a few beers here and there. We stopped in one bar. We were going, well, where will we stop? Oh, there's a union bar there, which um, they, they weren't particularly interested in having us in. So we walked into another one, had just a big San Miguel sign outside, and it was entirely full of Villarreal fans sitting around drinking beers and playing table football and uh, smoking in bars, which is strange, of course. So we went in there and had a few beers and a few songs with the guys, uh, the Villarreal guys who are all um, terribly nice, really. And was chatting away with a few of their fans, which was quite funny because they're all going, well, your Spanish is so good. It's remarkable. Your Spanish. I'm going, come on. My Spanish is terrible. It really is. But, of course, the ability to speak a foreign language and your fluency in that language increases um, in direct proportion with the amount of alcohol you have consumed. So, previous to kickoff, having had a good few beers, I, I was fluent, fully, grammatically perfect in Spanish. And, I suspect, any other language you might wish to speak to me in. I could have, I could have held, my, uh, held court, I suppose. Uh, the game itself, um, well, the first half wasn't great, was it? It wasn't particularly good. Um, the injuries will come to a little bit later on. Uh, the performance wasn't, wasn't great in the first half. Um, Senna's goal was a, a real corker of a goal. Uh, I don't think you can blame Almunia. He could have been closed down a bit quicker. I'm not quite sure uh, who it was that should have closed him down. Maybe Danielson, um, who has this a little bit of a habit of standing off players or watching them run past him and things like that. But um, when a guy does that and puts it in the top corner from 25, 30 yards, uh, it, it's a cracking strike. Obviously, you'd like a, a player to get in front of him, but uh, hats off, it was, a, it was a very good goal. Now, the view, as you might have read on the blog, the view wasn't particularly good. We were behind uh, the goal, quite central. Uh, but there was a big iron bar... Um, which was holding the net in place. And the net, um, I understand the need for the net, but you've been at games before where the net sort of fades into the background. After a couple of minutes, you get used to it really, really quickly. But this was like, it was made of the cheapest chicken wire they could find. It was uh, it was pretty difficult. And the iron bars sort of um, ran across either the top, sort of between uh, the six-yard line and the, 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 uh, the, the edge of the penalty area. So that kind of view was being blocked out. So you're ducking and diving and standing up and looking down. And, you know, the goal, um, amazing as it was, I could only really, really appreciate uh, having seen it on the TV because um, the ball came into Adibayor and then, you know, he sort of disappeared. The iron bar was there and then his foot sort of flicked above the iron bar and then someone jumped on my face. And that's how I knew it was a goal. Because it was just sort of impossible to see. Um, 
it was nice to see Robert Perez again, who came over and had a, a bit of a clap uh, for the Arsenal fans who were singing his song. So that was very nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't really remember. There was one other shot, wasn't there? I think we had. And Senna had one which whistled just wide. I could see that very well from, from the other end. Uh, but 1-1 is a good result. And I was reading the papers, as I was saying on the blog as well, reading the papers, and they were saying, oh, it's Villarreal, we're excellent. And this is no real advantage to Arsenal, but the away goal is a big, big advantage. 1-1, you take any time. Going, going back uh, home without the away goal, um, while still an eminently achievable result, um, it, it just makes it a little bit easier if we can take that away goal with us, because a nil-nil will do us, and one-nil obviously would do us, you know, but uh, if we can keep a clean sheet, you know, we're through to the uh, to the semi-finals, and obviously those are still uh, up for grabs. The the other game, uh, Man United and Porto, was um, quite amusing, seeing the scores come in, and especially the late goal uh, for Porto. However, I think United will um, will tear them a new one uh, when they get to Portugal, but we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But overall, uh, a fantastic trip. Uh, to Spain, and it was uh, it was great crack, and uh, uh, flew back from Barcelona last night after a day of um, pretty much eating and drinking. So it was all very tiring, and and that's uh, what's happened since the last Arscast and this Arscast. Uh, we got the train back to Valencia, which was really interesting. They were saying uh, they put on a special train to go back from uh, the station in Villarreal right back into the center of Valencia, and it was just full of uh, Arsenal fans singing songs and. Um, the We're On Our Way song got a, a very good rendition and lots of uh, classic songs. And the old uh, Harry Redknapp's uh, got a Twitch song to the uh, tune of We're On Our Way. So uh, that became um, the fun part of the evening. There is a fantastic video that one of the lads took and hopefully we can get it. Um, he's a bit of a, what's the right word, technophobe or a Luddite might be the right word. And um, I mean that with the greatest of respect. Uh, he's finding it a little difficult to transfer the video off his phone, but we'll put it up on the blog um, as soon as we can get that sorted out. So there you go. That's what's happened between the last Arscast and this Arscast. And look at that, 12 minutes without a break. Jesus. The football world was reeling today after it was revealed that Tottenham manager Harry Redknapp has got a twitch. Sources at Tottenham refused to comment, but when asked if he knew how Mr. Redknapp had gotten the twitch, Arsenal chairman Peter Hillwood said, How he got it, I don't know, and how he got it, I don't care. Look, all I know is he has got a twitch. With the condition hereditary, Redknapp's son Jamie is said to be planking himself. So the game in Villarreal um, was a costly one in terms of uh, injuries, obviously, and uh, yellow cards. Cesc got a yellow card, and I've I've just got this horrible, horrible feeling about that yellow card, you know, uh, for taking that free kick quickly. I've got a horrible feeling about that yellow card. I don't know why, but it's just it just struck me at the time that. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, injuries. Obviously, uh, Almuni has done his ankle and is going to be out for somewhere in the region of three weeks. Uh, it's the same ankle that El Hajjouf uh, went in with that tackle and uh, obviously uh, injured him. And it, uh, yeah, obviously feeling the after effects of that, or it's still a little bit on the weak side. Uh, but the other uh, main injury, I suppose, is William Gallas, who's going to miss the rest of the season, having done his medial knee ligaments. Um, Arsene Wenger uh, said he's a, a quick recoverer, uh, but we think, you know, the end of the season is going to be just too soon for him. Um, he has been really, really good in the last uh, couple of months, Gallas, since uh, having the captaincy taken away from him. And since all that, uh, since all that was put behind him, uh, the uh, the poor form he had at the start of the season, the poor partnership with Colo Toure, 
it's all gone um, the other way. He's been very, very good. Um, and I think uh, we're really going to miss him. Despite my own issues with him uh, from a personal point of view or just what I think of uh, the way he behaved uh, as captain and certain things he did as a footballer, uh, I think we're going to miss him in the next couple of weeks because coming into this final uh, part of the season, you, you need guys who, who have been there and done that and are experienced and Gallas is one of those guys. He's won trophies at Chelsea. He's gone, uh, he's won the league at Chelsea, hasn't he? So he's come into this final part of the season uh, knowing what it takes and he's just, you know, the right age and the right experience. Um, Johan Juru will come in, obviously, and he'll be, uh, he'll be a, a, a decent replacement, I think. Juru played well. Uh, when he came in earlier in the season. But obviously when, when Toure and Gallas had struck up a, a fairly good partnership, it's a shame to see them broken up. Um, so that is a shame. And you wonder as well, given everything else that's gone on and the whispers that are going around and have been going around since uh, since Gallas had the captaincy taken off him, that uh, we may have seen the last of him in an Arsenal shirt. I don't think, uh, regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season, whether he had been fit... And- a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a gold t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. And played every game. I don't think too many people would be that surprised if we sold him. So given the fact he's out injured now, um, he, we may have seen the last of William Gallison in an Arsenal shirt. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Gail Clichy also out injured, which means his obvious replacement isn't necessarily Kieran Gibbs, but Mikael Silvestre. But I wonder 
given the fact that we've only really got Toure and Juru as uh, center halves. I know Song can go in there and play there if needed. Uh, but given how uh, rarely Diaby is fit, we we might need Song in midfield more than we need him at center half. So you just wonder maybe he'll play Gibbs a bit. Uh, but uh, when you lose someone like Gallas, uh, I think he'll try and uh, replace that experience again with the experience of Silvestre, uh, somebody I'm not a huge fan of uh, as a player. I uh, wasn't a big fan of his when he was at Manchester United. And uh, just because he's wearing an Arsenal shirt doesn't mean I rate him any higher as a footballer. However, uh, if we've lost Gallas' experience, um, Sylvester's experience, maybe, um, might be the thing to replace it with. He's gone through it a number of times. He's won uh, trophies and Champions League and what have you. Did he win Champions League with Man United? I don't know that he did, did he? I don't think he did. But he's certainly won the title and gone into those final weeks of the season knowing... Um, what it takes to do it. Whether he still has the ability to do what it takes remains to be seen. So, uh, yeah, a little bit costly, the Villarreal game, in terms of injuries, and fingers crossed uh, that Clichy and Almunia can uh, can get themselves fit sooner uh, rather than later. So we'll look ahead to the uh, Wigan game in a little bit. Also more information uh, from Arsene Wenger about fitness regarding uh, Thomas Rosicki uh, and uh, other bits too. Hello and welcome to Late Night on BBC Three. I'm your host, Aubrey St. John Constable. We're here for the next two hours and 47 minutes with a lively mix of discussion, intellectual debate and beat poetry from Lenny Henry, who also comes to talk about his addiction to prawn cocktail walkers and how that unseemly incident which saw Gary Lineker so very nearly raped in the face come to pass. But first, joining me on the show is Professor Gladstone Frottage from the University of South Croydon. He's the author of the book Facial Tics and Involuntary Movements. Welcome to the show, Professor Frottage. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So, Professor Frottage, you have dedicated your entire academic life to the study of people's facial movements, their tics, their twitches, if you will. Perhaps you could elucidate on how these symptoms might affect a person, their quality of life, etc., etc., well, for many people, the symptoms are quite day-to-day, very easy to deal with, not too much hysteria. But for others, the symptoms can be quite devastating, as you might imagine. Um, if I might give you an example. By all means. Um, for example, I deal with one patient. He uh, suffered after contracting diphtheria and uh, went to pick up his grandchild and was doing coochie-coochie, coochie-coochie, look at the little baby, 
with the child as one does, and involuntarily the twitch, the facial movement metamorphosized him almost into something that looked like, if you can imagine, an old leather satchel that's been passed down through generations and stick some jowls onto it and some eyes. Uh, the child naturally became very afraid and now wants nothing more to do with his grandfather. You mentioned there that the man developed this twitch after contracting an illness. Is this a, a common occurrence? Uh, well, yes. It can happen from time to time, certainly. Perhaps in light of that, Dr. Frottage, you might do us the honor of examining the most famous twitch in England. It belongs, of course, to the manager of Tottenham Hotspur's football club. It's Mr. Harry Redknapp, um, if I might ask, um, do you have any idea how his twitch might have come about? Well, I have to say, Mr. Redknapp has been a client of ours for many years. Unfortunately, with regards to his twitch, how he got it, we don't know. And to be very honest with you, how he got it, we don't care. All we know is that he has got a twitch. Dr. Gladstone Frottage from the University of South Croydon, thank you for joining us on the show. Now we go to our arts correspondent, Simon Littleton, ting ting Littleton, ting, the third, who brings us news of a new book by footballer Ashley Cole, My Guide to Tea Towel Holders. <laughs> Arsene Wenger was asked in his press conference, uh, which took place yesterday, because today obviously is Good Friday, uh, so there was no no press conferencing going on. It was one of the things Jesus wanted to put a stop to when he was on earth, you know? No press conferences and no using the church for money and things. So there's no... Yeah, his press conference was yesterday, anyway. And he was asked about Thomas Rosicki, and he said uh, he's not close to coming back. So I think any hopes, any faint hope that anybody might have had of seeing Rosicki uh, this season is completely and utterly out the window. Uh, I reckon it's probably better, you know, just to get him slowly, slowly back. Obviously slowly, I mean, obviously. Uh, and get a, a good preseason under his belt and, and try and bring him back into the team at the start of next season. Provided, of course, that everything's okay. He reckons his knee's all right. It's just his groins and what have you. Uh, goalkeeping, obviously Lukas or Wukas Fabianski will be taking over. Uh, but you you would sort of hope and maybe light a little candle that no injury happens to him because after him, we've got the Italian guy, Manone. And then we've got the other Polish goalkeeper whose name is extremely difficult to pronounce, but because I've had a couple of beers, I can pronounce it perfectly. His name, of course, is... And that's in my best Warsaw accent, you know. So uh, if Fabianski um, gets injured and Manone gets injured, then we've got to get into the team. And yeah, that could be. And he just broke all his arms, all four of them. But it is a good opportunity, I suppose, for Fabianski because um, he's been sitting on the bench playing in the cup games and... You know, he's got ambitions to be the number one keeper, and maybe he's a bit flappy, and but he's still very young for a keeper. He's got to learn. Look at the look at the difference between Almunia three years ago and Almunia now, from playing more football and getting more experienced, etc., etc. So, um, while I wouldn't say Fabianski was um, top class or anything just yet, 
we, we've got to give him a chance, don't we? And I, I was saying to somebody today, maybe, maybe, just maybe, he could be the Manninger of this season. Remember how brilliant Manninger was in the 97-98 season when he came in for Seaman. It was just unbelievable. Guy came in and he was just inspired. So maybe that kind of thing only happens once in a lifetime. But you never know, do you? You probably do know. Uh, a quick look ahead to the Wigan game and the uh, potential for returns in a moment. Welcome to Tales of the Unexpected on the Oz blog, Ozcast. Hello, my name is George and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. This week I was going along the road and I said to myself, Jesus, there's a big expensive house. I wonder who lives there. Must be the Queen. And then I realised it couldn't be the Queen because it wasn't Buckingham Palace. Because there was no Japanese tourists outside and there was no fellas wearing the big fuzzy hats. So I thought to myself, I'll have a look here and see who it might be. So I took a sneak over the wall and there in the garden, well, it was Harry Redknapp. Ah, oh, hello, Harry, says I. How's it going there? Who are you, says he. I said, hello, my name is George. I'm a wheeler dealer like yourself. I buy things for one price and sell them on for another. And maybe, just maybe, and I could only be referring to myself here for legal issues. Stick a bit of it in my back pocket, you know what I'm saying? Nod, nod, wink, wink and all that. What are you selling, he said. Maybe I'd be into it. Right, says I, you wouldn't want to buy a few Xboxes, would you? No, says he, I don't know the first thing about them computer games. What about iPhones, I said, I've lots of those things. Do you want an iPhone? They're great. If you're lost, you can find yourself on a map and everything. Nah, he says, I'm not into that. What about, ah, I know what you might like, Harry, says I. I've got Jason Dazelle here, would you like to buy him? No, says Harry. Jesus Christ, I go, it's costing me a fucking fortune to keep him. I'm going to cut him the minute I get out of here. Well, what about, uh, uh, this, this lump of tin? Would you like that, Harry? No, he says, look, I'm not interested in any of your ways at all. All right, so fair enough, says I. And then I realised. I said, Harry, what's wrong with you? What do you mean, says he. I says, you've been standing there talking to me now for a couple of minutes, and your head hasn't gone from one side to the other involuntarily. Your eyebrows haven't been going up and down. It doesn't look like you're blinking all the time, and your face muscles are completely relaxed, and don't look like you've got electrodes shoved up your arse, making them twitch all the time. Jesus Christ, says Harry. That is unexpected to me. I said, you can't, that, that's my line. You fucker. Anyway, I'll pop back another day. When does Louise be coming around? Thursdays, is it? She come around for a bit of dinner, eh? I'm gonna pop around then, Harry, you know. Just to say hello, like. <laughs> so, Wigan tomorrow at the JJB. Um, we struggled to beat them at home. It was that game when... All that Abuay stuff happened. So if he plays, he'll be dying to, I don't know, do a dance. I think he only plays football so he can score goals and do dancing in front of loads of people. He probably will be just as happy as a dancer, you know. The Emmanuel Abuay dance troupe. Maybe with yo-yos. Remember those people that used to go to school and they'd have the Coca-Cola yo-yos or I don't... 
Yeah, he could be one of those guys. Do the walk the dog in his tracksuit and do some, I don't know, tailspins and that kind of dancing. Maybe I'm doing him a disservice. Anyway, uh, we've got the game against Wigan. Um, There are fitness tests for Eduardo and fitness tests for uh, Robin Van Persie. Um, they have a chance to be part of the squad, and obviously with the, uh, with the amount of games we have uh, coming up, the more we can rotate and give people a little rest here and there, uh, the better. Uh, Wigan are a decent side. They've had a good season. Um, maybe not doing so well in the last few weeks, but uh, they're at home. They're playing against one of the big teams, and um, I don't ever really remember us giving them a proper hiding or having a terribly easy game up there. Remember Henri scoring? Did he score a hat trick there one time? But the game ended up three two, I think. Uh, I think what's his name? Uh, Rocky Dennis or uh, Bullard was playing for them at that stage. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens in terms of team news. But three o'clock Saturday kickoff. Uh, Villarreal next week. It's not till Wednesday, so there's not much I can do in terms of previewing that. We all know how the game is, and God knows what's going to happen on Saturday. Who we might have injured out for Wednesday. We just keep our fingers crossed. I think that not too many more. Um, uh, get crocked uh, and that's really about it so I think I'm going to leave it there because I've been talking for way too long you know uh, nearly half an hour now with all the other bits bashed in it's much easier when you've got a guest because they can do a lot of the talking and I can sit here and go mm, mm-hmm mm-hmm mm, yes mm, good point mm. that is a, an awful lot easier so we'll leave it there for this week uh, have yourselves a very good uh, weekend a very good Easter weekend bank holidays all over the place so enjoy uh, your extra drinking time of course uh, today, being Good Friday in Ireland, means that you're not allowed to go to the pub because they're closed. Seriously. This is 2009, and you can't go to a bar and get a drink on Good Friday in Ireland. But that is a whole other rant, and uh, probably one that is best left for somewhere else, I think, and not here. Um, so uh, have yourselves a very good Easter weekend. Talk to you, of course, on the blog uh, all next week, all weekend. And on next week's IrishCast, goodbye. Hey, it's great to meet you. This is a track from my new album. It's called Twitch. He's gonna twitch. He's gonna twitch. Harry Redknapp is gonna twitch. How we got it? We don't know. How we got it? We don't care. All we know is he is gonna twitch. Thank you. Thank you. Great audience. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.